welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. You can buy your own domain name, build your site, or use any of GoDaddy's business tools and save 30%. Head over to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, click on the resources tab, and then just choose the GoDaddy icon to save 30% today. Now, in today's episode, we're continuing, which we will be doing pretty much all month with the CSM theme. So today, I am talking with Mike Matlack. So for those of you who are not familiar with Mike Matlack, he is currently the Director of Congressional Affairs and the Government Affairs Department of the American Physical Therapy Association. He oversees APTA's lobbying team, PAC, and grassroots departments. He was employed by the APTA in April of 1999. Prior to joining APTA, Michael was employed by the National Society of Professional Engineers as their manager of congressional relations for two and a half years. He was in charge of their political action committee, grassroots programs, and lobbying on education and research issues. He also worked at Pearson and Pipkin, Inc., a small consulting firm, the Republican National Committee, and interned for former Congressman Richard Pombo out of California. Michael is responsible for all political action at the federal level. He's in charge of APTA's political action committee, the PTP, the PTPAC, in 2015 to 2016 elect election cycle, the PTPAC raised more than $1.6 million through, through the direction of Mr. Matlack. He received his Bachelor of Science degree in political science from North Carolina University and has been married to his wife, Cynthia, for 21 years and has two children, Summer and Kayla. So Mike and I sat down at CSM. Um, I was so happy that he was able to find the time because he's busy at CSM. He is busy promoting the PT Pack. And fun fact about the PT Pack. Mike and I actually talk about this during the episode, but it bears repeating before we even start. If every person who is part of the APTA, because you have to be a member of the APTA in order to donate to the PAC, and we talk about why that is in the episode, but if every member of the American Physical Therapy Association gave just $20 to the PT PAC, we would have the largest medical pack in the country. 20 bucks, people. That's not that much money. So if you're thinking when you renew your APTA uh, membership, you can donate to the pack, give 20 bucks. It's all you got to do very easily. But if you want to give more, you can always give more. But know that all we have to do, if each of us gave 20 bucks, we'd have a very influential pack. So just think about that. Okay. We talk about that in this episode. So we talk about what the PT pack is and what it isn't how the PT PAC attracts the attention of legislators, important PT PAC initiatives for 2017, there's a lot of them, 
And of course, ways you can get involved with the PT Pack. Anything, anywhere from donating money to donating your time. It's really easy. Um, I have done the Capitol Hill thing a couple of times. I've lobbied in Albany, and it's really interesting. So if you've never done it, I highly, highly suggest to go for it because you'll learn a lot about how the legislative process works. You get to meet your uh, individual legislators, which is really interesting. Um, and it's great to have that relationship with them because these are the people making the decisions on your career and on your patient's well-being and on your well-being as a practitioner. So I thank Mike so much for coming on today. And uh, it, this was a lot of fun. Yet another one from CSM. I feel like I'm still recovering, if that's even possible. Um, but just before we get to that episode, again, as a reminder for all the listeners of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart, GoDaddy makes registering domain names fast, simple, and affordable. Find out why so many business owners choose GoDaddy to be their domain name register. I have GoDaddy. This podcast is registered under GoDaddy. The Women in Health, uh, the Women in PT Summit is also registered under GoDaddy. So easy. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So all you have to do is go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, click on the resources tab, and hit the GoDaddy icon to save 30% today. All right. On that note, Please enjoy today's podcast with Mike Matlack. Hey, Mike, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on. Glad to be here. And we are sitting in the Grand Hyatt. This is during CSM in San Antonio, and I'm happy you made the time just getting off a flight. So thank you very much. No problem. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the PT Pack. But before we even get to everything that the PT Pack is doing, can you tell the listeners what is the PT pack? Because sometimes pack can have a negative connotation, especially when people hear super pack and they hear, oh, it's just buying people buying politicians or what have you. But let's talk about what a political action committee is first, and then we'll, we'll continue on with the rest. Sure. Um, uh, a political action committee basically uh, allows companies, associations, other interest groups to allow them to raise money, uh, usually from their employees or from um, uh, people, members of their association or people who have like interest in different things and they create a pack and um, they raise money from those individuals and you use that money um, to support members of Congress or people who are running for Congress um, to help them um, get get to Congress, either the House or, or the Senate. And so that's the, the small, the short version of what a PAC is. Um, and also, uh, a lot of people you see on um, the, all the commercials uh, that you see during the campaigns, um, that's thousands and thousands of dollars people uh, do that. And usually the, the um, commercials are run by super PACs, which there are no limits, basically. One person could give millions of dollars to a super PAC and then, then be able to do a commercial. Um, our PACs are, are limited in the sense that we only give $5,000 for a primary uh, to one candidate and $5,000 to general to that same candidate. So I would say that uh, $10,000 is not going to sway a member of Congress uh, in the sense of do whatever you want them to do when they need to raise millions of dollars to run a campaign. So, uh, you know, the PAC has an, is essential for our advocacy efforts 
um, but it's just one part of the, of the puzzle to move our issues forward. And how did you get involved in, in the PT PAC? Um, well, I first came to APTA um, almost 18 years ago, and I, uh, my job at that time was to run the PAC and grassroots for the association, and I also did lobbying for the association. And I guess uh, about five years after that, we decided to split um, uh, the position in, into two different roles, one for grassroots, one for PAC, just because the PAC was growing a, uh, at an accelerated rate. Um, and also the grassroots was growing at a large rate. So we needed more people to meet the needs uh, of the PAC and also our, and the grassroots for our membership. And so our advocacy efforts just increased. And so that's how I got involved. Um, always had an interest in healthcare before I came to APTA. Um, but uh, most healthcare associates are, are very active. Their membership is very active and that attracted me to come to APTA to work. Nice. And so the, the PT pack, uh, as we know it, obviously, like you said, it's not a super pack. We're not giving millions and millions of dollars and not raising, well, I don't know, maybe, but certainly not giving millions and millions of dollars. So what is the strategy that the PT pack uses in order to reach lawmakers to help push forward our, uh, initiatives? Sure. Um, what we try to do is uh, give money to people who have supported us on our issues, um, who are on healthcare committees, um, who have been supportive of us. Uh, so, you know, definitely they can be our advocates on the committees of jurisdiction. Um, so that would be helpful when there's issues that come up um, in their committees to have a voice because um, they understand our issues, they believe in what we're doing, um, like the Medicare therapy cap issue, which has been around for a while. Um, 20 years. Yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, it helps to have an advocate. If you don't have people there who you've supported and get reelected, then you have no voice. Um, so it's very important to have that. And also uh, the PAC allows us to have access to members of Congress um, when we go to fundraisers to talk to them about the issues of concern to the profession because unfortunately they have such a busy schedule with com with votes with committee hearings markups um, so many other groups that want to have their ear to talk to them about the issues so unfortunately the only way you can guarantee time with a member of congress and to talk to them about the issues is sometimes going to fundraisers and the pack gives that access uh, to the association, to companies, whoever it might be, to talk to them about um, the issues of concern to the, to, the, to the physical therapy profession. And so the PT PAC is mainly for national, uh, federal, obviously federal uh, members of Congress and House of Representatives. Are there separate PACs within the st each state? Um, there are state chapter PACs that are run by the state chapter. Uh, so they will focus on the state legislatures and give money um, to state legislators who are friendly to their issues and the committees of jurisdiction. Um, the federal PAC uh, does give money a little bit at the state level it, in which a PT is running. So we will get involved and help out the state PAC and provide um, uh, finances and, and support to PT cancers. Not a lot. We hope there will be a lot more because we definitely need more PTs in state legislatures and hopefully one one day we'll have one in Congress um, just uh, to because they understand firsthand what it is uh, happening in our profession and the 
and the laws that are affecting our, our patients. So it's great to, to do whatever we can to encourage more members to participate in the political process. Wait, so how many PTs are, do you know offhand, like how many PTs are in state legislature? So there's none in, in the federal, right? Correct. There's no House of Reps or... Oh, so that could be, that's kind of interesting. So for people who want to step into the political role, I think it's great to know that the PT PAC is there for you and was, will help to support you. Yeah, the, the federal PAC and the state PAC can help yeah. out. Of course, we have to follow uh, campaign laws. Rules, of course. Uh, so some states, all, at the state level, they all vary, they're all different. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that can be limiting. There's, there's some states, though, that you just have to report. You can give it as much as you want. Um, but uh, definitely want to encourage that. I think right now there's less than 15 PTs across all the state legislatures. Wow, and that that is thousands of people yeah. across all state yeah, legislatures. Yeah, the doctors yeah. have a hand up on us uh, ah, on that. Interesting. So uh, we definitely need more involvement um, in, in the state legislature. Yeah, I never even thought of that. Well, maybe this will get someone thinking, hmm, maybe I can run for my state legislature sure. or or even start out on a city level and kind of work your way up. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. But all right. So let's talk about what's coming for 2017. So what initiatives um, are the PT PAC targeting for this year? Sure. Um, there's a lot of issues that we're working on with members of Congress. Of course, unfortunately, we'll work on the Medicare, Medicare therapy cap issue. As everyone knows, in 2015, we came very close yeah, uh, it was like the two votes. Two, a couple votes. We had needed Man. 60 votes, and we got 58 votes in the Senate. And there's a lot of reasons why that wasn't obtained, but I won't go into that. That's a whole other podcast. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll have to deal with that issue because the current exceptions process expires at the end of this year. The so, end of 2017? Uh, yes. Okay. January 1st, 2018 is when a hard therapy cap would go back in place if Congress does nothing. Okay. So okay. we definitely have to deal with that issue again. Hopefully we can deal with it once and for all. Um, of course, there's other issues like adding PTs to the National Health Service Corps. Yeah, what's payment up program. with that? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> right now we haven't, re- we haven't reintroduced the legislation. I thought, I thought that was like a budget zero It is a budget thing, zero, right? but uh, unfortunately... The uh, professions that are currently in the program don't want don't want us to be added because then they're going to have to share with share us and compete it. with us mm-hmm. on who really should be able to get these dollars in underserved areas. Um, we're we're open to a free competition. Whoever is the most needed, whatever occupation that is, that's fine. But this let us be a part of that program. Yeah, we hope to introduce that in the first quarter. Um, we're just working out some things. Um, to see what is the best course of action on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we have legislation on tele- telehealth that we've oh, worked yeah. on in the past. You know, it's a growing area uh, for uh, physical therapy mm-hmm. under Medicare. So we hope that we can um, get that added. And what does that legislation look like? Is that so that Medicare reimburses for Correct. telehealth? Correct. Is that what that is? Right. Okay. Um, so we'll have to see in that area where that goes this year. Um, also, we have Medicare opt-out legislation and private practices um, to allow, uh, you know, PTs to opt out of Medicare, but be able to privately contract with be Medicare nice. beneficiaries. Yeah. Um, so that's another piece of legislation. Um, and that have- might be something that is somewhat r- a realistic goal. 
Yeah, or I mean, that definitely. Can I mean, happen. Well, uh, the new secretary, the new secretary, uh, Tom Price, yeah. was our sponsor of our legislation in the House. Yeah. So it could have some legs because he has supported mm-hmm. it in the past. Mm-hmm. So we're working to um, reintroduce that legislation as well. Uh, of course, we also have um, our sports um, uh, licensure clarity act, um, which would basically protect um, physical therapists who cross state lines. Um, in the sense of when they treat patients um, to be, be, be protected liability-wise because most mm-hmm. of the times they do not have that license in states that they go into. So if they're traveling with a team or something right, like correct, that? Correct. Yeah. And it's already passed the House already, okay. uh, the same legislation that was passed in the last Congress, and now it's just trying to get uh, things moving in the Senate. And, you know, here's let, let's talk about this for a second, because I think a lot of time, you know, when you think about how a bill becomes a law, I mean, we all know that like after play school after school special with that. I'm just a bill right. sit, sitting on Capitol Hill. But can you explain the process of the bill? Let's say the bill has been written and it has sponsors. Mm-hmm. OK, we won't even start. We won't even go back to before it's written and it gets sponsors. Right. But the bill is written. It gets sponsors. Where does it go first? Usually. Um, they've kind of done things a little bit differently um, in Congress, but usually what happens is once the bill has been introduced and you get um, a lot of co-sponsors to the legislation, just and that shows support from um, either the House or Senate, then it usually will have a hearing in the Committee of Jurisdiction. Um, on the House side of its health care, usually it's either the Ways and Means Committee or Energy and Commerce Committee, the kind of dual jur- jurisdiction of health care legislation. And so they'll have a hearing, um, and that, that basically talks about the pros and cons of the legislation and just to get answers to uh, the questions that members of Congress have. And after they do that, then it will go to a markup. And in that markup, Basically, what happens is there could be changes to the legislation. This is when concessions have to be made. Right. We'll give you this if you give us that right. kind of a thing. And, you know, sometimes it, there's not many changes at all. There's, sometimes there's a lot, um, depending on uh, different interests uh, that people have, not just for the physical therapy profession for their bill, but maybe someone else outside profession says, well, you know, it kind of infringes on us. We mm-hmm. need to make this change. Or we'd like to see this uh, added to it. Uh, that happens a lot. That happened with our, uh, the Sports Medicine Licensure Clarity Act. We, we were added to the bill because we weren't in it initially. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, physicians and athletic trainers. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to add physical therapists a part of that legislation last uh, Congress. Mm-hmm. And so that happened in a markup. Um, and so uh, then if then they vote on it either in subcommittee or committee depends on sometimes it has to go to subcommittee first uh, and pass there then it has to go to full committee and then it gets uh, a markup there then that has to get passed then it has to be scheduled for a, a floor vote in the house mm-hmm. um, and then it could be amendments there um, and then if everything goes well it passes out of the house now, the same thing, there's usually a, a, a dual bill in the Senate. Sometimes it's exactly the same, sometimes it's not, and it goes through that same process. And then if there's two similar bills, but not the exact same bill, sometimes they go to what they call a conference committee. And then they, people, members from the House and Senate come to that conference committee, and then they have to work out to create one bill out of the two because they're different. Um, and then, then they have to, if they do come to agreement, then it has to go back to the House and, and to the Senate, 
and they have to pass it again on the floor of the House of If Senate. changes were made in this uh, well, the, conference committee. Well, most likely there are going to be changes yeah. just because there are two different bills merging right. into one. Right. So they're not going to be exactly the same. So sometimes that's the way it works. Sometimes what happens is if they pass something in the House uh, or the Senate, they'll take the other's version. Got it. And then um, and they'll pass it on the House floor or the Senate floor, and so it doesn't have to go to a conference committee and repass it in both chambers. Got it. So, but you know, sometimes they bypass the whole committee process, and then we've seen that happen before on yeah. some legislation, especially healthcare legislation. Okay. And when they did the fee schedule, um, they kind of bypassed the committee structure in some ways. And it went right to the House floor for a vote. Uh-huh. Um, and then it went over to the Senate side for, went to, right to the Senate floor. And that's when we try to get our amendment well, regarding the therapy cap mm-hmm. added um, for a full repeal. So, And then it goes to the president, and yes. then the president has to sign it. Sign or veto. Or veto, yes. right. right. And so you can have, so let's say we're putting out a bill for the, I don't know, let's just say Medicare therapy cap. Mm-hmm. So it could be the same exact bill written the same exact in the same exact language and it goes to the Senate and to the House mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. It, it might not have it goes to they they can they can introduce it at separate times mm-hmm. um, and then it could go through the committee process at separate times too. Got it. it you know, this depends on uh, what's on the docket on that committee on the House and Senate. The wait, but it's it's not like you're writing one bill for the Senate and then a completely different bill for no, the House. No, you'd rather not yeah. do that. Because that's confusing. Sometimes members of Congress the different chambers do that because uh-huh. they have an idea, oh I think I want it this way and let's say telehealth for example. We want it this way, the House wants it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know they you know when it gets to the, a markup on in both sides, they just because there's different people of course. involved, they're yeah. going to have different ways that they want to accomplish right. things. And so the therapy cap is pretty, you know, straightforward, straightforward in the sense yeah. of straight right, right repeal. And we we have in the past tried to work with both committees of jurisdiction and say, okay, let's work together so we don't have to go back through this process again. Let's come to an agreement of what the alternative should be when we replace the therapy cap. So, bottom line is, it doesn't happen in a couple of months. Usually not. It usually doesn't. It takes so, a while. So, it takes a while. So, when you hear about the PT PAC working on different bills, it's important to know as the everyday therapist that you have to be patient because right. it takes a long time. Yeah. What is the average time? And I know every bill is different, but I mean, could you... Have you ever seen, how about this, have you ever seen a bill introduced and passed in the same session of Congress, straight up through to the president? No. Yeah. I didn't think so. (laughs) I didn't think so. I mean, it takes, so oftentimes you'll hear, if you go to advocate on Capitol Hill, which I've done a couple of times, beforehand you have like, usually like a breakfast where people are kind of telling you the state of everything. So you'll hear that, oh, this HR bill, whatever, is in com- it's still in committee. So now at least people understand what exa- what that means by it's by saying it's still in committee or it's going to be brought to the floor or it's in for a markup. So I think it's important for people to understand mm-hmm. that so that if they go to advocate, they kind of know what that means, right? Yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's important to understand the process. And the most important thing for um, the physical therapy profession is that they advocate. 
You can't just sit back and just think things are going to happen. They need to hear from our our members, our patients, and how healthcare policy affects them. Um, Because that's the only way it gets our members of Congress moving. Um, Because, you know, when our... Uh, our staff and lobbyists go up on Capitol. We don't. We're not constituents, and so if they're only hearing from us, they're saying, "Well, I haven't heard anything back home about this. So why should they care? Why mm-hmm. should they care if this the lobbyist goes in? It needs to be uh, our members and our patients and the APTA staff to have a, a joint effort to advocate for the profession with their members of Congress." Yeah, and you'd be. I mean, I have gone in. Uh, both up in Albany, I'm from New York, so up in Albany and in D.C. And sometimes you meet with the actual lawmaker and sometimes you meet with their aides. And meeting with an aide is not like, they. these are very, very well-informed individuals, mm-hmm. you know? And they'll ask you, I've been asked tons of questions from the aides. Well, how does this affect your patients? Right. How does this affect what you're able to do? So it's important that you do know how these bills affect your patients and um, encourage your patients to call. Make right. it easy for them. You know, have a sheet of paper. You can have a sheet of paper with some of the main topics and you can mm-hmm. give them out to your patients. You can leave them in a waiting room if they have questions. You can, and, and also you should know who your lawmaker is. That's important. You should know. You want to contact the right person. You want to contact the right people. So you should know who your, who your state lawmaker is and you should also know who your federal representative is for where you live and obviously your senators mm-hmm. um, and is there an easy way people can find that out yes uh, if you're a member you can go to our legislative action center and once you put your ID and password in automatically it knows who you are and it knows who your members of Congress are mm-hmm. so that's very easy and then if you're not a member or if you're a patient you can go to our patient action center same thing. Once you put your address in, and know, it will know it, um, automatically who your members of Congress are. So you can contact them on an issue. Like right now, we have the therapy cap issue on both centers. So someone can just uh, put their you know address in and, and then send an email to their members of Congress. Very easy. Very easy. Yeah, and I, I actually know who mine are. I mean, I know right. my... Well, my senators are pretty easy. It's uh, Schumer and Gillibrand. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very, very, very vocal right. in um, in Congress. I think Chuck Schumer is now the minority leader of he the is. Senate. So that's a big deal, you it know? Is. So I think if you can get his ear, so to all those New Yorkers, um, <laughs> and if you can get their ear, he's a pretty powerful guy mm-hmm. to have um, in your corner, Definitely. you know? And traditionally, he has always been on our side. Yes, he's been very supportive. He's, he's a co-sponsor of legislation, our Medicare therapy cap legislation mm-hmm. in the past. So he's been very supportive. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been great. Okay, so we talked about what, did we miss anything about anything else that's on the, on the ticket this year on the docket? So we've got the Medicare therapy cap, adding PTs to the medical corps, right? National Health National Service, Health Service Corps. Corps. Mm-hmm. Telehealth, Medicare opt-out, Sports Licensure Clarity Act. There is, you know, always keeping our eye out on self-referral legislation, possibilities with that. Um, also, legislation regarding um, opioids in a sense of pain management. Yeah, because um, we want to be... Right. We, people just need to be educated on that. Yeah. Right? There's been many times that I've gone to members of Congress and said, oh, we have a role with opioids. And they're like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we, we can manage pain. You know, you don't need to do drugs 
to deal with that. Yeah. Physical therapy is the answer in many ways. Yeah. And they, then the light bulb goes off. Oh. In their hands, you're right. Hmm. It will save a lot more money. <laughs> It'll if we save get money, and, yeah, and maybe decrease the chance of people overdosing on opioids, or then switching over to heroin, which is, you know, a huge epidemic in many, many parts of this country. And actually, I spoke to Sharon last week, and she was saying that they were invited to the White House yes, we um, about this very topic. We sure were, and. Um, so that's very important. And also legislation regarding concussions management, mm-hmm. also very important that we'll be working on. So those are just some of the few things. We're working on so many things. Yeah, that's nothing. You know, <laughs> uh, but it, you know, keep on adding on uh, a lot of things that we're doing. But And of course, you know, we're dealing with uh, what's going on in Congress now with regard re- repeal of Obamacare in the sense of where that's going. We just, you know, there's many things that we're keeping an eye on. And mm-hmm. one of the things definitely is regarding the essential health benefits because um, physical therapy is a, a, a part of that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what happens in that regard. So we're keeping an eye on that to make sure that, uh, you know, whatever road it goes down, that we don't lose that, patients don't lose that ability to, to see um, their therapist. Yeah. Well, you guys definitely have your hands full for the next, I'm not even going to say a year. I'm going to say a couple <laughs> of years. Um, so you also have, there's also a lot of ways for people to get involved. So you've mm-hmm. got events and things like that. So what's coming up um, through the PT PAC that people can get involved with? Yes. Um, one of our big events is our federal advocacy forum, which is uh, end of March. And that is a uh, two, really a two to day, two and a half day event. Basically, have members come in. They get educated on the issues regarding uh, federal legislation and, and regulatory issues. And we have different speakers that come in, uh, legislators and uh, people from CMS, um, and then uh, to, to educate them. And then we also at the Monday afternoon we get them ready to. Uh, educate on issues that we're going to go up on Capitol Hill on. So on Tuesday, they're ready to go to advocate for the profession um, with their members of Congress. Uh, and so that's a, a great event if you're really involved in healthcare policy and you have the time to take off from um, your day job <laughs> to uh, come and advocate for the profession. Um, we're still working out the issues that we'll be lobbying on, but definitely we'll be talking about the Medicare therapy cap uh, for sure. Yeah, and I've, like I said, I've done that a couple of times on Capitol Hill, and I remember the first time I was really nervous, mm-hmm. really nervous, because you're, especially and when you go into the Senate, because those Senate build, the Senate building is really impressive, you yeah. know, and it's it can be a little imposing, and so what advice would you have for therapists, maybe it is their first time, and they're a little nervous, and they don't quite, I mean, it, just, just to be clear, the PT PAC doesn't just throw you in a room no. by yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. So what advice do you have for PTs who've never done this before who might be a little nervous? Well, that's one of the reasons why we have um, the session on Monday, to get people educated so they feel comfortable and maybe the questions they might be asked. And the good thing is most of the time for your Senate visits, you're going with other people. So you're not by yourself and you don't have to know all the answers or, or be able to speak on everything because you have other people there. Um, so that's important, but I think what's most important is just to share what you do and how this healthcare policy affects your patients. That's what resonates mm-hmm. with members of Congress. Yeah, tell your story. Tell your story tell your and how story. physical therapy saves money for the health 
your system. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times they don't understand that part of it right. either. And so those are the things you talk to members of Congress and, and get them on side. And also what I have found is most members of Cong Congress or congressional staff have been impacted by physical therapy. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, they under, you know, there's some that, hey, you don't have to tell me anything. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm supportive of you because they've had themselves or a family member who've experienced physical therapy and how it's affected their lives in a positive way. And so, um, you know, I've always had members of Congress, had other lobbyists. When I tell them who I represent, they're like, oh, you guys are awesome. What do you have going on? So uh, we are looked on in a, in a, in a good light. So mm -hmm. that's a good thing to think about as you, as you go into these meetings. Yeah, and, and I've always, and you can also take some notes with you. You don't sure. have to memorize no, it. No, definitely You know, not. I mean, that's crazy. Right. Um, and you do get a lot of uh, written materials ahead of time, and, mm -hmm. and you also know how your representative voted previously. Correct. Um, it came up, La two years ago um, that a New York representative who had always voted with us for some reason the year before didn't. Mm. And so we had to ask him why. Right. And they had a very, I'm not going to go into the reason, but they had a very good reason for not voting on it sure. that particular year. Mm -hmm. But it, these might be uncomfortable situations at times but know that you're given all of the information you don't have to memorize it and you like like mike said just talk about what you do why you do it and how it impacts their constituents right yep because that's the people who vote for them you know they want to make sure that their constituents are uh getting their health care needs addressed mm -hmm. um i've always told people that you know this is just a start here in dc and that they even have more time back home to meet them in their district offices. Because yeah. it's very hurried and rushed sometimes up on Capitol because they have so many things going on. But uh, definitely when they're back home to go see them and even invite them to your practice to see what you do firsthand and how that impacts their patients uh, in, their, in their practice. Smart. And so, okay, so we have Federal Advocacy Forum at the end of March. Any other... Well we, have a, well, we have different PAC events, um, of course, during the House of Delegates annual conference um, that people can um, come to to support the PAC. Uh, it's just a fun event that we usually do there, as we do here at CSM. Um, we also have an uh, a event at the private practice uh, conference also. And basically almost every conference that maybe a section have, we're there in some way. Sometimes we have events, sometimes we have mm -hmm. a booth. But it's a great way to educate and support the PAC um, because without the support from our members, because members are only people who can give to the PAC. That's federal law. I can't take any money from mm -hmm. non-members, mm -hmm. uh, even if they're PTs. They have mm -hmm. to be members of the association. Mm -hmm. So that all that money helps our efforts to have access to members of Congress and get uh, have a voice up on Capitol Hill. Because one thing we also got to remember is that everybody else has PACs. Absolutely. So the physicians, yeah. the chiropractors, Everybody. the athletic trainers, yeah. all of these groups have PACs. So if you don't like PACs, you're just giving up the, our voice to someone mm -hmm. else to represent us when they when healthcare policy comes before members of Congress. So we have to have our voice heard, and having a PAC allows us to do that. Um, and so um, it's very important to do that. We're a very bipartisan PAC. 
um, in a sense, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, we give to those who support our issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's because that's what it takes yeah. to get things through Congress. Shocker. Uh, yes. It takes cooperation. <laughs> yes. Go figure. So we need both sides to uh, get things accomplished. And we've seen in our legislation that we do have uh, both sides help us in getting things moving forward. Right. So if you're a member of the APTA, donate to the PAC. That's right. It's very easy. If every member gave $20, we'd be the biggest healthcare provider PAC in the country. Seriously? Yes. That's amazing. All it takes is $20. There you, you could go. get more if you want. You could but get more, folks. There you go. <laughs> up so, to five thousand a year. Yeah. But if everybody gave twenty dollars, that's all it would take. Yeah. So give up five days of Starbucks. Not even. Is that? Is, I don't even know. I don't drink coffee. What is it? Four dollars for a cup of coffee probably, at Starbucks? I have probably. no idea. And there you go. You can donate to the pack. Okay. So last question. What's up with the ducks? Um, so if, if you go to National Student Conclave, they were there, or Next, or APTA, the pack always has these ducks. So what's up with the ducks? We started these d- ducks, I don't know how many years ago, um, and we just thought that would be a great giveaway for people who come to our booth. And what's happened is people look for our ducks every conference we go to. So I got to come up with new ducks every time. Usually it's around a season, a holiday, or the city that we're in. So do these ducks have cowboy hats on? Well, in San Antonio, we got mariachi ducks. Mariachi ducks. That's really cute. I was just so, at a mariachi band come get last one. night. <laughs> Courtesy so, of Cecily DiStefano. Uh-oh, watch out. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's how it happened. Cute. And I know people who come just for the ducks because they have a display in their house. Oh, I'm probably cute. driving people's spouses crazy with uh-huh. these displays. But the kids love them, and it's a it's a great way to just uh, remember the pack. Yes, so remember the pack. All right, now, how can people donate? Uh, a couple different ways. They can, of course, go to ptpack.org and just make a contribution that way. Of course, when they renew their APTA membership, there's a, a dues checkoff, which is a voluntary contribution that you have to give to the PAC because, unfortunately, we can't use any of your membership dues for contributions uh, to the pack for candidates because that would be illegal. That's why there's a voluntary line that you have to put an additional money to make a contribution to PAC. But that's an easy way. 20 bucks. That's a very easy way to do it because you're going to get it every year. Uh-huh. So you can do it that way. We also do solicitations throughout the year, of course, um, either through mail or, or, or through the phone. We contact you, almost everybody, uh, every year. Of course, if you come to any conference, any national conference, um, definitely you can contribute that way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you download the APTA Action app, you can contribute mm-hmm. to the pack um, through that also. So many different ways you can do it. Yeah, and let's quickly talk about that Action app. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Action app, and, and on the Action app, you can also find out who your representatives are and senators are as well. But can you tell the listeners a little bit about that app? Yeah, the APTA Action app is something we started uh, a few years ago because you know everybody has a smartphone mm-hmm. and it makes it very easy um, if you go see your legislator or you just want to see where we are in issues or if your member is a co-sponsor of certain legislation it's all on the app uh, instead of having like if you go up on the hill all these pieces of paper you know you have all the information right there in your in palm of your hands you also can join our P team which is our grassroots network um, where you would get quarterly newsletters uh, from us uh, and be up to date on leg- legislative 
efforts because we send out action alerts that come up when we need members when we need uh, our members to do something on a particular piece of legislation. Um, our legislative action center is on the app, um, and also recently. about state legislation um, on the app. Which is really important, by the way. Yes. Really important. <laughs> People always think, oh, it's what the federal... The federal government does passes so fewer laws than mm -hmm. the state legislatures combined. I think, like, John Oliver did a whole thing on it last year. Right. Most of the laws that affect you on a daily basis are happening at the state level. Yeah, because you're licensed in your state, so you're yeah and, direct what, access right. in your state, and all it, that stuff. And so at the state level, deals a lot with scope of practice mm -hmm. issues. Uh huh. And, and so that's where all those things happen. It doesn't happen as much at the federal level, and so that's something uh, you always got to keep track of. Right. So it's important to not forget about your state. Correct legislators because that's where a lot of things happen and also a good thing a lot of state legis legislators become members of congress true so if you yeah. build great relationships with that's them true. there and you educate them about physical therapy they might eventually get to at the federal level mm -hmm. if we've already built a relationship with them then it makes it much easier to gain their support on federal issues once they get here yeah absolutely all right so i don't i feel like we didn't miss anything did we've we miss anything? We've covered a lot. A lot I, of ground here. I think we did. So now, where can people get in touch with you? I'm at APTA. And they can contact me at michaelmatlack at APTA.org, of course. Or they always can contact me at APTA at 703-706-3163 for any questions regarding the PAC or uh, federal legislation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Glad to be here, Karen. For sitting down and at, at uh, APTA CSM San Antonio. Glad yes. to be here. Thank you very much. Uh, anytime. Glad to have you. And everyone, hopefully you learned a lot about how all of this legislative stuff works because it is not easy. It takes time and you have to be patient. But the best thing you can do is donate to the pack to make all of this stuff happen. So please, please uh, go ahead and do that today. And thank you all for listening and have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.